Hey friend, this is Ben Liston, Senior Pastor of the Stanton First Church of God. I want to personally thank you for joining us today here on our podcast. I hope the message is challenging, encouraging, and builds your faith. Now enjoy the message. Uh, I thank you for joining us today and uh, being alert and know what's going on and being a part of what God is continuing to do. Even though uh, we are in a time of uh, quarantine, so to speak, um, God is still able to move and use the church. And I want to remind you of something about the church. Uh, The church has never been, nor will it ever be, the building. That's not the church. The church are the blood-washed ones. The church are those who who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they are reigning with Christ, reigning in our hearts. That is the church. So the ministry of the church does not stop. It does not cease. It continues to go on forever and ever and ever until the Lord returns. The ministry of the church will go on. So uh, thank you for joining us today. If you have your Bibles, I would ask you to take them and turn to Habakkuk chapter number 3. The book of Habakkuk, now that's a minor prophet, doesn't mean he's any less significant, it's just that his book's a little smaller than the others, but Habakkuk chapter number 3 is where we're going to be today. Begin reading in the 17th verse. The Bible says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail. And the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on the high hills. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful time of worship that we've had today. We thank you for the profound reminders in our songs today that we can lean on the everlasting arms, that it is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Oh, and how great and wonderful heaven is going to be. And thank you for the reminder that you do take care of us with all of our needs So we thank you for this reminder today. I thank you for those that have joined us uh, here live on Facebook today and on our website. And Lord, those that will be joining us through the radio next week, we thank you for all of them. I pray that you would encourage the saints today and that you would remind us that you are still in control, that nothing has happened, nothing has occurred to you, that you have everything under your control. Lord, we love you today. I pray that you would anoint me as I preach your word May you anoint my mind, my heart, and my lips, and may I say nothing unless you want me to say it. Lord, fill us once again till our cup is running over. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And the church said, Amen. Uh, The book of Habakkuk was written against a backdrop of apostasy, also a backdrop of judgment and unbelievable hardship. It was written during a time um, when the king of Judah had led the people back into idolatry and far away from God. As a result, God is preparing to judge the nation. Habakkuk is having trouble understanding why God would use a heathen nation like Babylon to punish his people. 
He cannot understand why God doesn't just purge their sins and draw them back to himself and to righteousness. In a sense, Habakkuk is a lot like Job because he argues his case. But in the end, he realizes that God is not to be worshipped merely because of, of the temporal, material, and physical blessings of life. But he is to be worshipped simply for who he is. Thus, he ends, um, he ends his words with a song of praise and thanksgiving to God for who he is and for the unchanging benefits that belong to those who know him. Habakkuk um, had reason to fret, but he chose to be praiseful and thankful instead. If Habakkuk had depended on his feelings, he would have never made this great confession of faith. If he looked ahead, he saw destruction that was coming and it would have frightened him. If he, if he looked uh, with, uh, within, he would have saw himself trembling with fear. If he looked around him, he would have seen a, an economy that was totally collapsing. But I don't want you to miss this today. But when he looked up by faith, he saw a God he saw God and all his fears vanish and he chose to praise God anyhow. I want to take these verses and show you that regardless of how things may look right now on the surface, we have many reasons to praise God anyhow. The first thing I want you to consider today is praise God his sovereignty never changes. Look with me at verses 17 and 18. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive tree may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Now, I don't believe I have to explain this to you. You fully understand that circumstances change. Just like about three weeks ago, uh, you and I were living very normal lives, do, going about our business, uh, going here, going there, going to work, going to school, going to church in a physical building, and life was going on just as normal. But yet, in just a matter of moments, Life completely changed for us because of what we're currently facing with this virus. So our circumstances changed. But here is a deep biblical truth that you and I can rest in and we can praise God for the fact that He never changes. Circumstances change, but God never Changes. In fact, he said this, his, him very, his very self in Malachi chapter three and verse number six, God says, for I am the Lord and I do not change. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse eight says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Listen to me this morning. I may, I may and you may not be able to rejoice in the current situation that we're in, but we can always rejoice in the sovereignty of God Almighty. Habakkuk, Habakkuk is, is painting a bleak portrait of the future. But he looks away to a God who is always the same. Now, I want you to notice uh, even a little bit more close in verse 18. Habakkuk says, the first part of the verse, I will yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In the Lord. Now, he, he uses the word Lord, the name Lord, but that also can be interpreted Jehovah, meaning the self-existent, eternal, changeless, covenant-keeping God, the great I Am, the one who can, uh, the one that we can depend on in desperate times, we can trust in troublesome times, and we can believe during unbelieving times. We can lean on Him at all times. This just isn't any other God. This just isn't another God amongst um, other groups of gods. No, this is the one true triune God, the Father, the God of Jacob uh, and of Abraham, uh, the God who put the stars in place, put the moon in space and hung the sun literally on nothing, the God that took the dust of the ground and formed man and breathed into man the breath of life. That God is the God who does not change. And Habakkuk, he could not rejoice in the circumstances that he was facing, but he could rejoice in the fact that God does not change. Now, we may not always know what he is doing, but we can always trust him to do what is right. We may not, uh, we may not always understand his plan, but we can trust him to have the best plan. Remember the promises that he's given us in Scripture. Uh, in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Or that verse of Scripture that we all love to quote, Romans 8, 28, but all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose. God has a plan. We have to trust His unchanging hand. No matter how things appear, God is still in control. He still knows best and He always does what is right. And let me tell you, if you can believe this today, then you will fully understand 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. We quote these verses of Scripture uh, frequently, and we kind of do it flippantly. But look to these verses. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Listen, when we praise God because He is unchanging and He is sovereign, when we choose to praise Him, then we are able to live out 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. He will always be God. Therefore, we can praise Him anyhow. I want you to really understand today that COVID-19 did not catch God 
off guard. He knows all things. I've heard preachers say it this way. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? He is sovereign. He has a plan. And we must praise Him anyhow and trust Him anyhow. Not only does Habakkuk uh, praise God for His sovereignty, but also I want you to consider secondly, praise God for His salvation. Look with me at verse 18 again. The Bible says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Things might get bad, maybe even get a little bit worse than they are before this is all said and done. But can I tell you, as bad as things might get, those things do not affect my salvation. For I can be rested and assured and know that I am saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Salvation does not depend on how well things are going. Salvation rests solely on the grace and the power of God. As Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves, but this is a gift of God. It's God who has saved us. Life is uncertain at best. Even if you even take away the, the virus situation, life can be very uncertain. One phone call or doctor's visit can change everything, but you can rest assured you are saved if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross. You can be rest assured in the church of God. We, are, uh, we love to be able to say, not because of us, but because of Christ, we are assured in our salvation. And we believe that as, if you are trusting Jesus and continue trusting Him for salvation and living out a life that shows you have been changed, friend, you can be rest assured that Jesus is yours and you are His. Now, this word salvation that Habakkuk uses here applies to more than just our souls. The word also means deliverance and rescue. That reminds me. This world is not my home. But one day, Jesus is coming to rescue and deliver his children. Whether it could come by mortal death, yet Jesus will come and escort my soul home. Or maybe this happens through his second coming in the clouds. Regardless, Jesus is rescuing his children he has rescued us from the pit of sin and he will rescue us from the vials and the sin of this world. Things may get bad here, but always remember this world is not our home. Philippians 3 and verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are headed to a better land. Praise God. The Lord has been good here, but the best is yet to come. 
First Peter 1, verses 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. Who is you? It is those who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We praise God for his salvation. God is still saving and he is still rescuing. Therefore, we can praise God anyhow. We can praise God anyhow. Maybe you're watching today and you find yourself very concerned and in fear and worried about your life in general. This virus has caught you completely off guard and you have begun to think about eternity and um, what, what the future holds for you. Can I tell you today that you can be rest assured that if you will place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and ask Him to forgive you and accept His sacrifice for the remission of your sin, the Bible says that you will be saved. He will save your soul and He will do that today. And I'll tell you right now, friend, you can do this right now. You don't have to come to a fancy uh, church building. Uh, you don't have to uh, go out and um, do this or do that and, and hum a tune and, and meditate or what. No, you can simply say right now, Jesus, I need a Savior. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? Come into my heart and save my soul. And he will do it right now, this moment. Now, friend, maybe you don't feel comfortable doing that or you don't, uh, you, you don't really know what to do. Let me tell you, uh, I probably shouldn't do this, but for the sake of the gospel, I will. I'm going to give you my cell phone number. 513-430-1259. 513-430-1259. And if you find yourself at a place where you realize you need a Savior, you need to be rescued, you need to be saved, you call that phone number and I will walk through with you and lead you to Jesus. So be encouraged today. We praise God for His salvation. Number three. The third thing I want you to notice, the statements that Habakkuk is making He says, I'm going to praise God for his salvation. Habakkuk says, I'm going to praise God for his sovereignty. Thirdly and lastly, praise God for his strength never collapses. Look at verse number 19 with me of the text. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Here in this text, in verse 19, the word here is used strength, meaning ability. So you can read the verse like this, the Lord God is my ability, my strength. Our strength does not 
lie within us. I really believe that if there's anything that this virus has done to the American church, is it has showed us how vulnerable we really are. You know, really, in many ways, pride um, can get the best of us. We assume that we have everything under control. We assume that we can handle it. We assume that we have the strength to face whatever comes our way in this life. But I believe that this virus has shown us that we still need God. Because we do not have the strength nor the wisdom to face this. But I am so thankful that God's strength never collapses. Psalm 27 and verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Philippians 4 and verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we are unable to stand, He enables us. When we cannot go on, He helps us. When we are in the deep valley, He leads us to higher ground. Now, here in the text, Habakkuk uses an illustration. He says here, He will make my feet like deer's feet. Now, this speaks, to, this speaks of grace, ability, and swiftness. But then he says, not only does he do that, but he makes me walk on high hills or high places. This speaks of mountaintops where the deer is free from the, uh, from the dangers found below. Habakkuk is telling us that God enables him to rise above his circumstance and that God gives him the strength to stand above the battle that he is in. And through that, he enjoys precious freedom in the Lord. In other words, Habakkuk is saying, God turns my doubts into shouts, and he gives me peace in the midst of my problems. This is what God did for Job and for Paul. And this is what he will also do for you and me. God enables his children to stand when their own strength fails. Therefore, we can be thankful and praise God anyhow. When I feel like I want to quit and give up, I'm reminded that God is my strength. This is not just talking about spiritually, but also physically. That God is our strength. He is our source of strength. In this great trial that Habakkuk was in, in this great trial that you and I are in, in our community today, 
we are able to learn a valuable lesson. Habakkuk learned a lesson that all of God's children need to learn. He learned that God is both our salvation and our song. He learned that he had nothing to fear from life, but that he had a real reason to be thankful and praise God anyhow. You know, really, if you are saved, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross, you possess every reason to be thankful and to praise God. So regardless of what we might be facing today or what could be coming around the corner, look to God, lean on God, and praise Him anyhow. Hey friend, thanks again for listening. I hope this message was a blessing to you. For more information about our church, go to our website at www.stantonfcog.com. You can also join us on Facebook at Stanton First Church of God. If this message helped you in any way, hit the share button below. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, God loves you, and so do I.